This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com slash rav4hybrid to find out more. This is the DetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on TheDetroitBureau.com. The new year got off to a big start with the annual Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. While CES traditionally focuses on TVs, digital cameras, and electronic appliances, it's becoming more and more of a high-tech car show, and this year is no exception. Among the big stories from CES, Stellantis unveiled the Ram Revolution. It's a concept version of the all-electric Ram 1500 EV that'll go into production in 2024. The Revolution show car features a big frunk, an extendable cargo bed, and a mid-gate pass-through that allows it to carry goods up to 18 feet long. The production version is expected to offer at least 400, possibly 500 miles of range. Volkswagen, meanwhile, brought its ID.7 sedan to CES. Though partially camouflaged, the prototype gave us a first good look at the big all-electric sedan that will be the German automaker's next entry into the U.S. market. An undisguised version of the new Volkswagen ID.7 will make its official world premiere in April and go on sale later this year. Volkswagen's CEO also told the DetroitBureau.com that the automaker will add several more all-electric models to its U.S. lineup by 2025 and also plans to build some of them here as well. Then there was Sony. The automaker last year formed a joint venture with Honda, and the partners revealed a high-tech concept car at CES. It'll be introduced in 2025 under the brand name Afila. The big news at CES couldn't cover up the fact that 2023 began on a sour note. Last year, industry sales fell to the lowest point we've seen in more than a decade, at around 12.7 million. Semiconductor shortages catch much of the blame. Now the question is whether the industry can recover this year. Analysts see plenty of pent-up demand, but consumers could be turned off by rising vehicle prices, increasing interest rates, and concerns about the overall economy. Then there's Tesla, which continues to see its stock price plunge despite reporting record sales last year. Investors appear worried that its growth is slowing, while CEO Elon Musk continues to come under fire for his handling of the Twitter takeover. And finally, BMW introduced one of the wildest concept cars brought to CES. Dubbed iVision D, it's a self-driving vehicle with a virtual reality system that lets you step into the metaverse. Its head-up display can transform other vehicles on the road into flowers, or if you prefer, dinosaurs. The sedan has a wisecracking voice assistant named D, and it also uses a technology called e-ink that lets you instantly change the concept car's colors. You can choose one color for the roof, another for the hood, while having colors spin like a roulette wheel on the wheels. For now, there are no plans to put the iVision D into production. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. And now for the week's top story, here's Jeff Sir-Schmied. Thanks, Paul. Our top story this week is the avalanche of new products and ideas revealed at the 2023 Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Technology companies and automakers alike showed off their future concepts and near-term advances, including sneak peeks at several important new vehicles. Volkswagen unveiled a prototype of the ID.7 electric sedan, which will join VW's U.S. lineup by the end of the year. 
Honda and Sony jointly revealed the Afila EV as a fastback four-door coupe. The Afila is planned to reach U.S. showrooms in 2026. Ram Trucks showed off their all-electric Ram Revolution concept pickup with 350-kilowatt charging capability and level 3 driver assistance. On the technology side, Hyundai demonstrated the new self-driving taxi based on its Ioniq 5 EV, and Mercedes-Benz also announced the introduction of Level 3 driving assistance called DrivePilot. The system has been approved for testing in California and Nevada. Mercedes also announced a new corporate-branded EV charging network. BMW took the stage with the iVision D concept car, an edgy new virtual assistant housed in a compelling futuristic sedan body. BMW also debuted new technology that allows a car to change colors through a system called e-ink. Finally, Stellantis offered several tech updates, including the Chrysler Synthesis Smart Interior concept. Stellantis also announced a new subsidiary called Mobilisites. The new business will be dedicated to selling data harvested from the company's 34 million vehicle owners. The data will be sold to corporations, governments, and other entities. Now here's Larry with our new car review. Thanks, Jeff. Small but mighty, The 2023 Audi RS3 is the hottest of the Audi A3 variants, of which we have already sung praise. Yes, it shares quite a bit with the front-wheel-drive Volkswagen Golf, but such rational concerns disappear once you've experienced this racy automotive tidbit. The Audi RS3 is a compact, high-performance sports sedan that battles such luxury compact stalwarts as the BMW M240i, Cadillac CT4 V-Series, Lexus IS500, and Mercedes-AMG CLA45. It's offered in a single trim level with a handful of options. Ours costs a little over $67,000, a typical price for this segment. The RS3's design exhibits a subtle menace that clearly states its objectives for those who are paying attention. With flared front fenders, two-inch wider front track, athletic footwear, and menacingly massive exhaust outlets. It's all in service of its 2.5-liter turbocharged inline 5-cylinder engine, which generates 401 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque through an extremely responsive 7-speed dual-clutch transmission. Too small to be a grand tour, the Audi RS3 satisfies nonetheless with scorchingly fast acceleration, superb grip, and an overall sense of civility, despite its uncivilized ways. Yes, it can be noisy, but what did you expect? Push this puppy when in one of its performance modes and everything stiffens for extracting optimal performance. It's a little wild man, one that allows for drifting despite its all-wheel drive system, which makes it a whole mess of fun. You'll find its effortless acceleration and unique engaging engine note, specific to Audi's five-banger, make it a true celebration of Audi's performance heritage. Clearly, the 2023 Audi RS3 is not a car for librarians, unless they're wild. That's this week's review, and now Mike Strong will look at what's coming in the week ahead. Thanks, Larry. With all the hullabaloo of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas complete, We move on to the latest industry honors, notably the North American Car, Truck, and Utility Vehicle of the Year Awards. The NACTOY winners will be revealed Wednesday in Pontiac, Michigan, about 30 minutes north of Detroit. There are three categories, Car, Truck, and Utility. Last year, Ford Motor Company won two of the three awards, with the Ford Maverick capturing the North American Truck of the Year and the Ford Bronco winning Utility of the Year. Meanwhile, Car of the Year went to the 11th generation Honda Civic. For the 2023 honor, The Car of the Year finalists are the Acura Integra, Genesis G80 EV, and the Nissan Z. 
The Truck of the Year finalists consist of the Chevrolet Silverado ZR2, Ford F-150 Lightning, and Lordstown Endurance. Finally, the Utility of the Year finalists include the Cadillac Lyric, Genesis GV60, and Kia EV6. We're also taking a look at part of the business that often gets overlooked, insurance. Top auto executives often talk about providing more in-car subscription-based services they hope will generate new revenue streams to grow their bottom line. However, new information suggests they're overlooking one potentially large profit center, that being insurance. We dig into how they're using the telematics in your vehicle to potentially offer owners breaks on their premiums. More than a dozen car companies are willing to sell you insurance, but they don't aggressively promote it. Look for that to change. That's just some of what we're working on for the week ahead. Now let's go back to Larry for a trip through automotive history. Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with this week in automotive history. On this week in 1942, the United States Office of Production Management issues a freeze on the production and sale of automobiles, with manufacturing ending on February 22nd. Some 520,000 cars are sold to those the government deems essential drivers. In 1974, President Richard Nixon signs the Emergency Highway Energy Conservation Act, which sets a new national maximum speed limit of 55 miles per hour in an effort to conserve fuel in the wake of the first OPEC oil embargo. Prior to 1974, individual states set speed limits. In 1979, President Carter signs the Chrysler Corporation Loan Guarantee Act, which provides $1.5 billion in federal loan guarantees for the Chrysler Corporation, as the government looks to save the automaker from entering bankruptcy and push a weak U.S. economy into a depression. The company would repay its loans a year ahead of schedule and go on to report a record $2.4 billion profit in 1984. In 1985, General Motors launches Saturn to compete against surging European and Asian imports. It's the first time in 67 years that GM establishes a new brand. The company commits $5 billion to the new Saturn Corporation subsidiary, which survives until GM's bankruptcy in 2009. In 2011, a Mercury Grand Marquis rolls off the assembly line, marking the final Mercury ever built. Championed by Edsel Ford, It debuts in 1939 to fill the price gap between Ford and Lincoln and serve as competition for Oldsmobile, Buick, and Chrysler. By 2010, it commands a mere 1% market share, leading to its demise within a year. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry, and that's it for now. You've been listening to TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.